to another episode of Us Anxious Folk. My name is Lauren and before we start I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has um, contributed and listened to the show because we recently hit over a thousand downloads which is huge. (laughs) So exciting. Um, I'm just really happy to, to be like a part of the conversation on um, anxiety and I guess mental health as a whole and I'm really enjoying learning about different ways that anxiety manifests Um, and I find that I can relate in so many ways to little bits and pieces of every guest that I've had so far and I think that's so important because we tend to think that our fears and our worries and our anxieties are you know, the things that make us weird and the things that make us alone and the things that, um, you know, separate us from everyone else who's normal, uh, <laughs> which no one is. Um, but I find that when, you know, we can connect with someone else and we can relate to their story, even if their, you know, typical anxiety manifestation is different to ours, it really um, helps to take away a bit of that fear, I guess, take away the edge to it. Um, Because I guess it makes you realise that everybody is kind of thinking the same shit most of the time. Um, So, yeah, I am looking forward to more conversations in 2022 um, about anxiety and mental health. With that said, today's episode is going to be a little bit different in the sense that I'm not specifically talking about anxiety um but I want to talk about something that uh relates to my anxiety and I guess it's something that I didn't think did relate to my anxiety very much uh, but it, it really it really does and <clears throat> I'm, I'm only just coming around to understanding that um so without further ado I'm just gonna stop rambling and get to the point after this one. Um, so I want to talk about procrastination and it's fitting that I'm talking about this today because I've, I've literally just dragged my ass out of bed. <clears throat> it's about, what's time? One o'clock. Um, and I am feeling a little bit under the weather today, which is why I was lying in bed. But also in saying that, there's always a reason. There's always a reason for me to not be doing the things that I probably should be doing. Um, yet I always seem to find myself procrastinating uh, <laughs> and, you know, not not doing the things that I actually want to be doing. And I always ask myself why, like why why do I have this list of of goals and this list of things that I know actually make me feel good to do, but I always end up shooting myself in the foot and not doing them? Why is that? Um, and it's harder on some days than others, for sure. I find that if I have a day where I get started straight off the bat, it's a lot easier to then keep going, I guess, because the, the ball's gotten rolling. Uh, but, you know, there will be days where 
the night before I'll say, okay, I'm going to get up early tomorrow and I'm going to go and um, go to the cafe and write. As you guys know, I'm trying to get my manuscript finished for submission so that this book can actually get published. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'll go to the cafe and I'll write. Um, I'll take the dogs out. I'll, uh, you know, organize some more podcast interviews. I'll do this. I'll do that. And then it starts out with me not waking up in the morning early or like I'll wake up, my alarm will go off, I'll wake up and then I'll just sort of like laze around in bed. I might like read a bit of a book and I'm like, yeah, I'll get up, but you know, it's my day off today and I'm feeling a little bit sick. So maybe I'll just stay in bed. And when I have days like that, I can sort of, you know, I did take the dogs out before, like I'm like, just get in the car and take the dogs out for a walk, manage to go do that. But then I get home and I'm like, maybe I'll just hang out in bed a bit more. And I I cringe telling you this, but I was literally just, like I said, in bed and I started watching, uh, and just like that, the sex in the city reboot thing. And I reckon I got about 17 minutes in and I just, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not even enjoying this. Like, um, <laughs> I actually don't want to be watching this right now. It's not very entertaining. I don't think it's very good. And I'm like, why am I sitting here watching this? And I'm like, I should go record that podcast on procrastination. And I'm like, I can't be fucked. And then I thought, okay, well, if now is probably the perfect time to record that podcast on procrastination. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean – it manifests in all sorts of different ways for me. Most predominantly, it's that getting out of bed situation and, you know, going and writing. You know, I should be writing every day. And I reckon out of seven days, I probably write maybe five on a good week, probably more like three. Um. But yeah, like I said, it depends on on the week and whether or not I'm feeling a bit sick that week or whether I'm a bit tired or yeah, look, I say those things, but honestly, it really just kind of is, is a repeating pattern in my life, but it also manifests in other ways as in like, um, you know, when I first developed agoraphobia, I procrastinated going out of the house for a long time and, you know, when I did start exposure therapy, I would procrastinate getting out of the house in the form of like putting on makeup and trying to find the perfect outfit to wear to go out, which didn't really matter anyway. And, you know, curling my hair and just really irrelevant things, trying to, you know, prolong going through discomfort (laughs) basically. And I guess when you look at it from a perspective of anxiety, it's like, well, I can understand why you would do that, especially with exposure. Of course, people procrastinate, uh, you know, going out and doing an exposure session because doing an exposure session is yucky. It doesn't feel good. Um, And yeah, why wouldn't you procrastinate doing that, right? But then there are, you know, so many other ways in our lives where we we hesitate and we wait and we put off and it doesn't quite make sense why we do those things um i know that a lot of it is habit so 
I think by the time you're about 30, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck this statistic up, but (laughs) it's something like when you're around the age of 30, about 98% of the things that you do every day are things that you did the day before that and the day before that and the day before that. We are creatures of habit. We are creatures of routine. Um, You know, things like you'll brush your teeth in the same way that you always do uh, and you will generally like um, I eat a lot of the same things every day because it's just easier and you'll drive the same way. Uh, all those kind of things are patterns, they're habitual routines that we do. And we do that because that's the way that our bodies are built. Our bodies and brains are built for repetition because it allows us to be more efficient in a way. For example, if every time you drove your car, you it was like, you know, the first time you drove, you had to really think about what you were doing, it would be very hard you would be very exhausted you wouldn't have sort of enough brain power enough energy to be thinking other things and figuring other things out so the reason we you know wire these habits into our brain is so that we can have you know extra brain power for other things so we can do so much on autopilot without really thinking about it and we can be thinking about other things at the same time I often don't remember if I've taken my medication because I do it every single night and I'm like, I remember doing it, but I don't know if that was last night or the night before. I don't know if that was actually tonight because often when I am in the bathroom at night taking my medication, I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. I'm, I'm thinking about other things. And so, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I wasn't conscious when I was, when I was doing that. I don't know if that's what I did. (laughs) So when it comes to procrastination, I think habit plays a huge role. If you are somebody who is housebound and you have been housebound for any lengthy period of time, you are in the habit of avoiding the shit that scares you. You're in the habit of staying at home. Um, And that becomes wired so quickly. And then it it feels unnatural to do things differently, just like it would feel unnatural to brush your teeth with your other hand. Um, That's something that you'd have to consciously think about. And our brain doesn't always like us doing things that we have to consciously think about all the time because we're so used to just sitting in that subconscious zone. I hope this is making sense so far. Um, But the interesting thing that I've come to learn about procrastination is that there is so much of it that is related to uncertainty and a fear of the unknown. And not only that, but it's related to a chemical addiction to feeling the same way that I've always felt. So if I can probably look back over the last, say, decade of my life, one of the most common feelings for me would be one of struggle, Um, you know, struggling to overcome agoraphobia, struggling with toilet anxiety, struggling with uh, making enough money, struggling with just (laughs) you name it. (laughs) I feel like I've struggled with it. Um, And so that's the emotion that I'm probably most familiar with. And even though it sounds really wacky to say, 
It's also the emotion that I'm the most comfortable feeling. It's the one that feels like home. Um, and and all I mean by that really is that on a chemical level, the you know every emotion that you feel, every feeling that you feel has a chemical like signature, right? It, it's certain chemicals in your body that produce that emotion and that feeling. And so on a chemical level, my body is addicted to those very chemicals I feel when I am in a state of struggle. Um, and so even though consciously I know that struggling isn't a fun place to be, chemically my body feels like that's kind of my set point because that's where I seem to be most of the time. Um, so when we're chemically addicted to these emotions and these feelings, our body will seek out ways to reaffirm that emotion so that we can then get that chemical hit that we're so used to. So for me, I will seek out ways to feel like I'm struggling, um, to reaffirm this concept that I struggle a lot. So, um, and that way I get that chemical feeling that I'm craving. (laughs) It sounds so, uh, it sounds almost too simple for what it, you know, for everything that it entails. But at the end of the day, we are chemical beings. Um, And I think we really forget about that a lot of the time. So not only am I constantly going out of my way unconsciously to find ways to struggle, to reaffirm that belief about myself that I'm somebody who struggles and to to get that chemical hit, Um, I'm also coming from a place of being scared of the unknown. And the thing about procrastination is I know exactly how that's going to go. I know exactly what it's like for my alarm to go off and for me to turn it off or put it on snooze and then stay in bed. I know exactly how that goes down because I've done it so many times um, and I can predict how my day is going to go from there. Like I can safely say I'm going to stay in bed, um, I'm going to get up and feel like I'm struggling again, which is going to be that familiar chemical feeling. You know, I might get up and make a tea and the same breakfast that I always have and then I can just sort of rally against myself being like, why do I keep doing this to myself? You know, there was stuff I wanted to get done today. Why do I always do this? And there it is. There's that familiar state of being that I've completely memorized and one that's just so second nature to me. And so even though I consciously feel shit about myself, Unconsciously, I'm feeling like um, I'm feeling safe because I'm feeling like I'm in a place that I I always am. <clears throat> Whereas if I was to get up early and do the things that I wanted to do, if I was to go and write and say I was to submit my manuscript, they might come back and give me. Um, you know, some ask me to make some changes that I don't want to make. <laughs> they might say, this isn't very good or, you know, like there's too many variables and 
I, I don't know what's going to happen if I do all that. And I don't know what that's going to feel like. And because of that, there's that resistance to going down that route because I don't know what's going to happen if I do that. I'm not practiced at that. I, I, I can't predict what's going to happen. And so my body and my brain is like, let's not do that. Let's do the thing that we're so familiar with and let's just keep repeating that because that's really what you want to feel. You want to feel safe. You want to feel secure. You want to feel certain. Um, and when you think about it from that perspective, it's really interesting that, you know, you'd say we would avoid things like exposure therapy because it doesn't feel good. Um, but also we're avoiding it because it is that, that whole unknown thing. We don't know what it's going to feel like to face our fears. We know that it's going to feel uncomfortable and that's probably the only certainty that we have about it. Um, but do we really know that? Do we really know that it's going to feel uncomfortable or is that us just projecting um, what we assume it's going to feel like based off past experiences? But I can see how that would be a stretch. So, yeah, we probably do know that it's generally going to feel uncomfortable <laughs> to do the shit that scares you. But actually, in saying that, I just think back to, you know, I've spoken to people who have done exposure therapy and they've come back and said, that was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. I actually didn't panic at all. Um, so, yeah, I guess we spend all this time predicting how awful it's going to be to consciously stop ourselves from doing it. Um, but we really, we, we are uncertain. That's the truth of it. We don't actually know, unless it's something that we always do, which it's not because otherwise it wouldn't be housebound. We don't know what's going to happen when we do it. We can't predict that. We can't say it with certainty. And so we avoid doing it. And I think this is so prevalent in those of us, um, who struggle with anxiety, us anxious folk, because obviously we don't like being uncertain. Um, and I think I can look back in my own life and know that there are times where I've made choices. This is prior to having problems with anxiety. I've made decisions, I've made choices, and I've regretted them so badly and I felt like I've made the wrong decision. And I think at some point I really stopped trusting myself to have the ability to make the right decision. And um, I feel like that's when procrastination hit really hard for me because it was like, I'm just going to stay here in my safe, certain little cocoon where I know exactly how things are going to play out so that I don't have to wade into that scary world of uncertainty and possibly get hurt, possibly make the wrong decision, possibly regret everything. Um, so I'm just taking a moment to assimilate all that <laughs> because this is something that I'm learning too. Um, and so one of the things that I've been working through when it comes to procrastination is trying to figure out how I can sort of nurture myself through taking the uncertain route. 
Um, and I've gotten good at doing it with exposure therapy. I've gotten good at things like traveling and, um, you know, going on like adventures because I've, I've come to learn actually that I have so much fun when I do those things, even if I'm anxious. So I guess there is now more certainty in traveling than there was, you know, back when I was agoraphobic. Um, so that's why I, I've gotten good at doing that because I know that I can expect that I'm actually going to feel really good when I do it. But coming back to, you know, getting out of bed in the morning, like actually getting out of bed when my alarm goes off and going and writing every fucking day, every day without fail, um, just organizing my shit a bit better. Like how can I nurture myself through that so that I actually do the things that I want to be doing? There's all sorts of ways to be more productive and I've certainly read a lot of books and um, done a lot of courses on how to be more productive and a couple of the things that I've read have stuck out at me Um, but one of the ones that I actually found most accessible was breaking things down into manageable pieces because I tend to, you know, when I have a goal in mind, when I'm uncertain about something, I tend to just feel so overwhelmed that I become completely paralyzed and I go into that freeze response. Um, and that's what I do pretty much anytime I'm overwhelmed. I freeze and I refuse to make a decision because I, I'm not sure exactly what decision to make. Uh, and so breaking it down into small manageable um, tasks really helps me to figure out that I don't have to achieve this big goal. I just have to do these little things. So for example, um, writing things down, like, you know, if it came to writing my book, I had a goal of writing 250 words a day that didn't work very well (laughs) because the days that I didn't want to write, I was like, well, I've already fucked that goal. Um, so something that helped me to break that down a little bit was to drive myself somewhere that I like writing. Um, drive myself to a cafe where I know I'm likely to write because if I'm at home I'll find a hundred different reasons not to do it but if I go to a certain place that I associate with writing then I'm likely to do it so the first task is just to drive myself there Um, to walk around a little bit to get settled at the cafe order a coffee these are small manageable chunks of of things that I can do and they will lead up to writing. And I forget about making a, you know, a word count goal or anything like that because I feel like that is a step too far for me personally and it it evokes that freeze state. <laughs> so I would just say, you know, get in the car, drive to the cafe, walk around, order a coffee, sit down, open your computer, look at what you wrote yesterday and then that's when um, certainty takes over, I guess, because I know I've achieved all those little goals and then I can just start writing. Now, something else that I find really helpful in terms of um, nurturing myself through procrastination 
is to find little pockets of time where I can appreciate that moment for what it is. Um, So the other day, for example, when I was at the cafe, I made a little video of me sitting at the cafe and how, you know, how nice it was and put some music on it. And these little ways of like celebrating myself for, um, for doing something unknown and kind of finding the goodness in it. So that's something that, um, you know, you could pretty much put to anything, even getting out of bed in the morning. You know, if you just got out of bed and went and stood and, and watched the sunrise um, or even just made it simple, like take a photo of the skyline because it's the light is so nice in the morning, just something like that. And, um, you know, maybe getting out your journal and, and writing a couple of things about the morning or just any way in which you can make that moment really lovely. That really helps me as well Um, because it reaffirms to me that that moment of uncertainty, there's a lot of beauty in that. Whereas in those moments of um, those old moments of certainty, that familiar state of struggle, there's no beauty in that for me. It might feel safe and familiar unconsciously but consciously it's it's not uh somewhere I want to hang out and so when I kind of celebrate those small moments I'm bringing them into this kind of heart space like expansive area where I where I kind of unfurl into that moment I don't quite know how to describe it, but I feel like I can breathe in that moment. I feel like both my conscious self and my unconscious self can sort of just go, you know, and um, I can be whole. Whereas when I'm in that place of struggle, there's the conscious me waging war against the unconscious me and it's, it feels fragmented always. Similarly, if I'm doing something um, that I really don't want to be doing, uh, like if I'm pushing myself too hard to achieve something that I actually don't really want to achieve, that also feels like I'm fragmented. Um, And so, yeah, finding those little pockets of time where I celebrate each small step along the way has been really important to me in terms of procrastination. But in saying that, it's it's an ongoing lesson for me. Um, it's going to be a learning curve for a while, I think, because I'm somebody who's wired to avoid the uncertain. And I think a lot of us are wired to avoid the uncertainty. Um, and so there's always going to be more ways in which I'm becoming conscious of my unconscious patterns and I can accept that about myself but one thing that I do want to do is is um explore you know explore more ways to to become conscious and explore more ways in which you know why do I behave the way that I behave I guess learning more about myself is 
the the place that I want to go because I feel like if I if I'm not trying to find out more about my own behavior and if I'm not trying to gain a better understanding of myself and if I'm not trying to actively pursue different ways of behaving I'm probably not growing um and I'm just going to remain stagnant and I'm going to remain doing the things that I don't really want to be doing, doing the things that actually don't fill me up at the end of the day, because I can fucking tell you watching just like that was not helping me to feel (laughs) fulfilled or anything really besides annoyed. Um, But yeah, so I know that was a bit of a short one, but I hope that conversation opened up something for you. I'd be really interested to hear uh, about your experiences with procrastination, if it's something that you deal with. And if if um, what I spoke about uh, landed with you, if it made sense to you, if it um, if you can see yourself within that, let me know. Uh, But otherwise, I hope you're all having a really great, what day is it, Thursday. (laughs) Um, I'm about to go on maternity leave next week, so I'm I'm already kind of forgetting what day it is. Uh, But yeah, anyway, I hope you're all doing really well. And um, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening to the Us Anxious Folk podcast, the podcast for the chronically overwhelmed, perpetually panicked, anxious folk in all of us. If you would like to find more about me, you can find me on YouTube at Lauren Rose or on Instagram at Lauren R underscore Rose.